Hello, everyone. My name's Oscar. I'm 13. As long as I remember, I've always dreamed of having a pet. A cat, a dog, a hamster, a turtle, doesn't matter. But my parents were totally against it. And then I had to take some drastic measures. However, at that time, I had no idea what would happen. Okay, okay, first things first. Just make sure you watch this video till the end and I'll tell you my story as it was. First, I thought about having a pet when I was six. Once a girl was my friend from kindergarten and she said her parents had given her a puppy as a birthday present. She kept telling me how cute and fluffy he was and how much she loved him. She also said she didn't have time for games with me anymore. Now she has someone to take care of. Her puppy needed bathing, feeding, walking, and many other things. I wanted to take care of someone too. So in the evening, I told my parents I wanted a dog. I wanted it to grow up very big to protect our family. But my mom and dad totally refused. They said they had just made a renovation in the whole house. They bought expensive furniture and they were not ready to sacrifice it for a dog. After all, a small puppy would definitely want to sharpen its teeth or claws on something hard, and I would not be able to look after him 24-7. Of course, I was very upset, but I did not argue with my parents. They decided to comfort me and promised me we would definitely talk about it later. And it was me who remembered about their promise two years later. At that moment, I was already at school, and it seemed to me I was old enough and now my parents would definitely not refuse me. I even made a compromise. I decided this time I would not ask for a puppy, but a kitten instead. Well, it's easier to take care of him. You don't even need to walk him out. But my mom and dad refused me again. This time their excuse was that cats live on their own. Our cat might run away somewhere, walk in some dangerous place and bring home some infection. Just the very thought of it made my mom itch. Anyway, I got unlucky with the cat too. But I did not despair, and I decided to outwit my parents. If they refuse to buy me a pet, then I will ask Santa for it. I wrote a letter in advance back in the summer, telling the Christmas wizard in detail why I wanted to have a pet. I even honestly admitted it doesn't matter to me which pet I would get. It could be a dog, a cat, or a guinea pig. I don't care. I just wanted to have a new furry friend. I was really sure Santa wouldn't let me down. And just imagine how disappointed I was when on the morning of December 25th, I saw a toy robot dog under the Christmas tree. Yes, it ran around the house, barked in a funny way, and even ate plastic bones. But it wasn't the same. When I shared my sadness with my friends, they advised me to please my parents. Well, like become the perfect son for them and maybe they would agree to do what I had been asking them for years. Therefore, I studied hard. I practiced sports. I won some prizes at the competitions, and I always helped my mom with the household chores. Anyway, I really behaved in such a perfect way that my parents did not have a chance to reproach me for anything. I even learned how to cook breakfast. And so, when my 11th birthday was approaching, I asked my parents for a dog again. I tried to convince them I could take care of someone else as well as myself. My parents refused again, but when they noticed my serious attitude, they immediately made some concessions. They offered to start with something small so that I could learn how to take care of him. 
I agreed. This was already a small victory. Me and my parents had been discussing for a long time which pet exactly would become my first one. I read both on how to take care of hamsters and how to wash the fish tank, but in the end, we settled on a guinea pig. I saw it in a pet store, and I just couldn't pass it by. My parents immediately said I was the one responsible for my pet, feeding, washing, cleaning the cage, and I started it with great enthusiasm. Fluffy, which was the guinea pig's name, was a very calm animal. She did not run around the cage all the time. She was just lazily chilling in a corner, eating and sleeping. I was even a little bored of just watching it. But still, every day when I came home from school, I was glad I had a pet. But one day, Fluffy was gone. After class, I went to my sports practice as usual, and I returned home in the evening. I ran into the kitchen to eat a sandwich, chatted with my mom, and went up to my room. Out of habit, I went straight to the cage to feed Fluffy and play with her for a while, but this time the cage was empty, and its iron door was raised up. Maybe I was in a hurry in the morning and I forgot to close the cage door? Realizing Fluffy couldn't have run that far, I started looking for her in my room, looking in every corner, on the shelves of my cabinets, under the bed, and under the table. But she was nowhere. I almost wanted to cry. How could I forget to close the cage? What if my mom came into the room during the day and accidentally stepped on Fluffy? Or had it slipped out through a crack in the door and was now running around the house frightened? But then I saw the open window and realized that I would never see my Fluffy again. If she ran away through the window, she could either fall down and die or run to the neighbors. I immediately ran out to the courtyard, but even there my search was unsuccessful. I was very afraid to tell my parents I had lost Fluffy. They just finally agreed to a pet. They trusted me to take care of it, and I... I still had to admit it to my mom. It was hard for me to hide from her the reason why I was crying. Of course, she tried to calm me down. She said Fluffy just wanted to go for a walk, and she would definitely come back. But anyway, mom and dad weren't too upset with this one, and a few days later, they even said this was a good lesson for me. Before taking responsibility for someone's life, you should become responsible and careful yourself. I knew they were right, but I still wasn't ready to accept the loss of Fluffy. Besides, I realize now it was no use asking my parents for a kitten or a puppy. And since I couldn't keep an eye on my pet, I decided I would take care of the animals that were abandoned by their owners. I found some information about the shelters of our city. I called there and asked whether they needed volunteers. Of course, they replied, any help is always acceptable. So, every Sunday, I started going to the shelter to help abandon dogs and cats. I fed them, I walked them, I cleaned up the cages. Even though I was only 11 at the time, I had difficult work to do, but I was proud of it. However, my parents were not happy with my new work, but they thought that while I was busy at the shelter, I would not have the time to beg for a new dog or cat. One day, when I was returning home from the shelter, I noticed two cats. Obviously, they were homeless and hungry. Besides, it was already autumn, which meant they would soon have hard times when winter came. As they explained to me in the shelter where I worked, they did not have an opportunity to accept all homeless animals, so carrying them there was definitely not an option. And since I couldn't find a home for them, I decided to feed them at least. I took my pocket money, bought some sausages at a nearby store, and delighted my new four-legged friends. It's funny, but the next day, in the same place, I saw not two cats, but five. Well, I had to treat the whole company. After a while, these cats were joined by the dogs. I realized it looked very strange from the outside. One boy, six cats, and three dogs. 
Yeah, very cheerful company indeed. But one day, something strange happened. I did not expect it at all. Instead of cats and dogs waiting for me to feed them, I saw a man who had no place to live in. Simply speaking, a homeless person. The animals must have all escaped somewhere. A man saw me and started laughing. He said he got curious where such a company of animals went every day. So this time, he went to this place himself to find out. I didn't know what to do. I was stunned. Maybe I needed to treat him instead of animals. But later, the man hinted himself he would not mind if I treated him. I bought a large pizza from a nearby pizzeria and we had lunch together. Suddenly, our furry friends appeared on the street. The man, his name was Nicholas, turned out to be homeless by accident. He worked for a large company doing some accounting work, but someone set him up and his boss blamed him for a huge money loss. Nicholas was put behind bars and they took away all his property to pay the losses. He spent four years in prison instead of six. He was released on parole for good behavior, but it turned out he had nowhere to go. No one was waiting for him, so Nicholas was on the street. I listened to him and I was about to start crying. Life's so unfair. I promised him I would ask the guys from the shelter if they needed an employee. For example, a caretaker who could also live there. After all, winter was coming, and I imagined being in the street at this time of year was equal to dying. Since then, I met Nicholas every day. We had a big company. There was me, Nicholas, dogs, and cats. They all met me when I was going back home from my trainings. I fed them all, and then I would go home to eat my mom's hot and delicious dinner, feeling totally happy. However, after a while, I realized it was quite expensive to feed them all. My pocket money finished, and I started spending my savings. I wanted to buy a brand new skateboard, and if it was enough to buy some cheap sausages for dogs and cats to be delighted, then Nicholas wanted something more. I asked a guy who worked with me at the shelter about Nicholas. He promised me to talk to the management about getting Nicholas to work with them and live in the shelter. Both me and Nicholas were very happy to hear this news. Nicholas said I literally became his angel because everyone turned away from him. It was only me who sincerely wanted to help him. Right before Thanksgiving Day, Nicholas jokingly mentioned his greatest wish in the world was to take a good shower, to stand under hot water flowing from above. I was thinking about it for a long time, and I decided if I brought Nicholas home once, that wouldn't be a big deal. Besides, my parents do not need to know about it at all. My room was on the second floor. I also have a private bathroom there. My parents rarely come up to see me, so the only question was how to get Nicholas into the house unspotted. And I have developed a whole plan for this. I knew that on Tuesdays, my mom usually went to a mall to buy some groceries for the whole week. Normally, she spent at least three hours there. That day, I could skip my training. I would say I was ill to my coach and take Nicholas to the bathroom. The next morning, when dad would leave for work and mom would go jogging, I would quietly get him out of the house. I thought it was the perfect plan. Nicholas had been refusing for a long time, saying this gonna set me up, but in the end, he finally agreed. My plan worked perfectly. Nicholas snuck into the house and went to the shower while mom and dad were out, not suspecting anything. Meanwhile, I was looking in the refrigerator for some delicious food for Nicholas. I know this is a strange comparison, but at that moment, I kind of thought of Nicholas as my pet, and I needed to take care of him. When my parents returned, I asked Nicholas to sit quietly in my room. Then I went down to have dinner with my family. My mom asked me over dinner why I'd skipped training and emptied the refrigerator. I lied I didn't feel well, but I was terribly hungry, so I ate everything I found. Dad suggested that we go to the doctor, but I convinced him I was already fine. Nicholas slept in my room that night. I put an air mattress on the floor, which we used in the pool in the summer, and I shared a pillow and blanket with him. He was so happy, and he just couldn't stop thanking me. The next morning, I took Nicholas out through the backyard and went to school. Mission complete. 
In the afternoon, my mom called and asked me not to stay late after training because we were having a Thanksgiving dinner with her sister's family. I had little fun in such kind of events, but my mom took them very seriously. And that's why I was very furious when I couldn't find our set of family silver cutlery. She was always proud to put them on the festive table, but that night it looked like the cutlery just disappeared. I was sure my mom had hidden it somewhere, and now she couldn't find it, but I just didn't dare to ask her. A week before Christmas, Nicholas asked me for a visit. He said he wanted to clean up and find some part-time job for the Christmas holidays. After all, these days, many people just want to relax, and he could replace someone. We used the worked-out scheme again, so there were no problems. Nicholas took a shower, shaved, and even looked younger than his age. At that time, he was 40, but the street life is so hard, so he looked 50 with a big beard. That night, I stealthily rummaged through my dad's old clothes in the pantry and found Nicholas some clean and decent wear. In the morning, he left out to search for some job, and I went to school like always. There was no news from him for the next few days. I was hoping it was just because he really got a job somewhere and now he was making money. Me and my parents traditionally celebrated Christmas at my grandparents' place. We'd get together in a big company, played silly board games, and wore matching sweaters with deers and snowflakes. It was even funny in some way. But the holiday was kind of spoiled because my mom could not find her holiday set of jewelry with diamonds, which Dad gave her for their wedding anniversary. We were about to leave the house for my grandparents when my mom noticed such an unpleasant thing, and my parents started suspecting something. First, the silver cutlery disappeared, then the jewelry. Maybe someone was quietly stealing from us. Maybe the gardener who came on Saturdays, or a pool cleaner. I remember in summer, he went into the house a couple times to go to the toilet. My parents decided after the Christmas holidays, they would go to the police, though there was no evidence it was a theft. It crossed my mind that the missing started after Nicholas had visited me, but I was sure he wouldn't have done that to me anyway. Unfortunately, I was wrong. A couple of days after my parents applied to the police, the officer asked them to come to the station. The investigator explained that they had managed to detain a man who was trying to sell the jewelry in a pawn shop somewhere on the outskirts of the city. My parents didn't want to take me with them, but the officer said it was better for all the family members to look at the suspect. Imagine my surprise when I saw Nicholas in handcuffs at the office. I couldn't believe the person I truly wanted to help had deceived me. But there was even no regret or guilt on his face. I broke down, burst into tears, and told my parents everything that happened. Of course, they didn't pat me on the head for doing this, but they didn't scold me too much either. They understood I was just a kid and I sincerely wanted to do my best. I wanted to take care of someone, but I was cruelly deceived. And maybe to comfort me, or to prevent me from bringing any other homeless people home, my parents gave me a little puppy the very next day, instructing him to protect me from all sorts of deceivers and adventurers. Thus, I still got what I wanted, and now I have a dog. Tell me, how do your parents feel about pets? Have you ever tried to persuade your mom and dad to get a cat or a dog? Write your answers in the comments below. And don't forget to click the thumbs up if you enjoyed my story. Subscribe to our channel and turn on notifications to always stay tuned. That's it for today. Bye!